Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey friends, welcome here to another episode of your Uncommon Lunchbox with your host Chris Craddock, myself Jeff Safright. Today we have on with us the one and only Cami Noble, phenomenal individual, human being, real estate agent, fitness phenomenon, everything. Uh, now a dietitian, just just she's all over it. So um, super stoked to have Cami on with us today. Talk about someone that's made some significant changes in 2022. I'm guessing we're going to jump into that. I may be still on Chris's thunder, so I'll hand it over and let let Chris carry on the accolades and and just the you know the love for Cami here. No thunder stolen. Yeah, no Cami. I'm I'm so pumped to hear how she is uh, doing the things she's been doing. You know, from the time she came on the team to where she is now and. Yeah. With that said, um, let's just turn it over. Cami, tell us your story uh, and you know just how you got, how you started, in re- where you were before, you know, how you started in real estate and then where you are now. Yeah. Well, thanks guys so much. I appreciate that warm welcome. I'm happy to be here with you. And yeah, so I've been in real estate now, oh man, a handful of years, right? Not even sure how many I can count, four or five. Um, but prior to real estate, I, um, have been an entrepreneur most of my adult life, right? I've owned women's gyms, um, franchises for about 17 years in Northern Virginia. And then I owned another, um, franchise pest control company, um, that was mainly based in Maryland for the state of Maryland. So I've had wild success. Um, made millions, lost millions, you know, had commercial leases, had, you know, 50 plus employees I was responsible for. And um, after that wild roller coaster, um, still an entrepreneur at heart and real estate kind of checked a lot of those boxes. And um, you don't say no to Chris Craddock, right? So, <laughs> so here I am, he got me in and uh, yeah. Well, it's not actually true because you did say no to me first. So just be, uh, let's be clear about that. It was just not yet. It was just a not yet. It was like in a couple of weeks. (laughs) No, it was, it was, no, I'm glad we've uh, met and talked, but I'm joining another team. (laughs) That's what it was. Well, I was having conversations. That is true. That is true. But it ultimately ended up with a solid yes. Yeah, very cool. All right. So tell us your path from uh, going, like joining the team. And, you know, you, I mean, you alluded to this. I mean, I know your story and I know you're pretty open with it, but you were, you owned a number of uh, women's gyms, right? And so, uh, and and I know it did, that didn't end up ending well and it, it didn't end up ending well for a lot of the people that owned them. Um, apparently there's like a lawsuit that they lost right um so because they just did not do right by you guys now with that said um tell you came in and i mean it it wasn't a great time right and and just because you're in a, a dark time doesn't mean you stay in a dark time winners will find a way to to win it doesn't mean they don't ever lose but with that said i know that you 
you had some debt, you were just, just struggling. And when you came in, um, the process of learning to, to believe in yourself again, which I think will probably speak to a lot of people that are listening because of the fact that, you know, as the market slows down, I think a lot of people start questioning themselves and questioning whether they're good enough, smart enough, and gosh darn it, do people like me. Um, so if you don't mind just sharing about that time in your life and what had to happen for you to really get through that, that'd be great. And then I'll let Jeff start uh, grilling you from here on out. <laughs> Well, you're right. When I when I came into real estate, I um, I kind of was starting all over again, right? Like I said, I had lost quite a bit and was just kind of rebuilding, and rebuilding myself and rebuilding um, my finances and kind of all of that. And so I didn't have much belief coming in, and um, I played small in the beginning. I set small goals and got small results in the beginning. Um, and one of the mistakes that I made, but you know. I've since kind of course corrected is that I wanted to understand everything. I wanted to understand real estate. I wanted to understand home inspections. I wanted to understand. And um, that stopped me up, right? That stopped me up from taking action. So, you know, through coaching with you and everything, you know, really what the magic is, the magic kind of bullet is take action. It's all about taking action. You don't need to believe, you don't need to understand. When you take action, the belief will follow. And I certainly, over the last couple of years, have learned that full circle. It's, you know, get yourself uncomfortable, get yourself in a place you're fearful, anxious, and uncertain. That's where the growth happens. Literally, that's where the growth happens. So you, I actively seek out situations now that make me uncomfortable. So it's where I'm gonna grow and where my business is ultimately gonna grow. I like it. Uh, I'm laughing as you as you talked about when you stepped in, you wanted to know everything. I I was coming in, uh, you know, ministry was my background, but I was also a professor. I was just finishing my doctorate. I was I was very much in the academia. And so when I jumped into real estate, it was like I wanted to know everything. I wanted to know the process. I wanted to, you know, be the quote unquote expert and knowledge and everything. And and really, like, I, I think, Chris, I don't know if you remember, but we were outside the Reston office. And I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but at some point, but you're like, yeah, at some point you're going to have to stop trying to figure things out and just go do it. Right. right. And uh, there's so much truth to that. Right. It's, it's, you know, we are in a, um, we're, we're in a people business. We're in a, we're in a sales game and, you know, just getting out, getting, like you said, getting uncomfortable, um, putting yourself in unfamiliar places and familiarizing yourself, you know, with some on the job training, if you will. Uh, was certainly very beneficial for me. That's right. That's right. When I first came in and I've shared this with Chris, you know, I I didn't know what I didn't know. So I over-indexed in what I know, which is enthusiasm and energy, right? And mm. it carries you to a point. And like, you know, we were talking about the other day, you know, we are in a skill-based market right now more than ever. Mm -hmm. So what you say and how you say it matters. You know, being charming and cute is great. It's only going to take you so far. So, you know, now is the time. Get uncomfortable. Really figure out that strategy, that roadmap of how you are leading clients to get them to where they want to be. Mm. That, that's good. Um, I want to make a joke and say this is the time for the ugly people to step up. Is that what you're <laughs> saying, Cammie? <laughs> um, 
No, let's let's kind of get I guess get into some of that, right? Because you do have a lot of high energy. Um, you you know, you're experiencing a lot of success right now. How many, how many transactions do you have this year? Um, I think I'm on track to do mid eighties. Mid oh I'm done. I'm leaving. Um, that's amazing. Uh I, I didn't know that high, Cammy. You should have warned a brother. Like now I'm like speechless. So mid 80s. So so you you have high energy, you come with the charm, you're you're fun, you're funny, you know, you you kind of draw people in. Um, but what are some of the things that you're doing skill-wise to be able to to walk people through? Um, because here's the thing: if you're gonna close mid-80s in your transactions, that doesn't mean that you're winning listings, it means that you're closing deals, right? And so a lot of people are out here winning listings, but then they're expiring, getting withdrawn, you know, et cetera. Um, what are what are some of the things that you're doing to help clients, you know, understand the market so that you can win the listing while also getting to closing? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I think one of the things that I always keep in mind and come from is you know, in order to be convincing, you yourself have to be convinced, right? You have to come from a place of strong belief um, in yourself and in your product or your service, like for us here in real estate, so to speak, right? And you, it's all about influencing people, right? And, and that's kind of one of the biggest shifts for me is in the beginning, I was about selling and convincing and verbally vomiting clients. Like, let me explain what I can do. Let me explain what my team can do. Just really pushing that angle on them and doesn't really work, right? So I've shifted to more of leading and influencing. And you do that by questions, really by diving in and finding out what is most important to them? What are they looking for? How can we best serve them? You know, and if we can't, we probably have somebody that can, you know, um, but really approaching every situation from that perspective has perspective has really shifted things for me. You know, you, you talk about questions is how you lead people, right? So what, what type of questions are you asking? Um, and, and how are, you know, how are you engaging them in, in that regard? I think it's just about learning what is most important to them um, in terms of who, what are they looking for in the person that they're partnering up with? One, you know? Yeah. What, what are your expectations? What mm -hmm. matters most to you in this partnership that we potentially are going to enter into here mm -hmm. um, to start with, to really ascertain? And then from there, it's learning you know, as you know, what, what are they looking for? What to really, really dive in. I know you want to sell your house. Okay. But why, why now? What mm -hmm. if you don't, you know, those kind of questions kind of throwing different scenarios to really figure out um, what's going to be the best strategy here for, for the person we're sitting across from. I love the question. What happens if you don't? Right. So why are we selling? Because that brings about the level of urgency. Right. Is that is that pretty accurate? That's right. It, it kind of right. determines what, you know, where are they at in the selling process? Right. Is this a must sell, have to sell, want to sell? 
you know, sell if I get the right price situation. And the second question, because that's that was, you know, the next question I was going to ask you is how do you get people to look at the market with a sober mindset? Because if you're closing transactions, you're closing deals and not just winning listings, you're having to help people see the market as it is, not what it was, right? Um, and I, you know, what I hear in that question, or maybe I should ask a question so that, um, you know, learn from the master here. What happens when you ask a client, you know, when you're in that listing appointment there and you ask them, so what what are you going to do? What's the plan if it doesn't sell? Like, I, how do you first off, how do you frame that question? And then what's the typical response and reaction that you're getting from your clients? Well, I think first, the typical response is I don't know. Right. Because most people don't think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, they just don't. They don't. People don't really aren't often clear what they want and, and what they don't want. So that's where, you know, we really come in and play doctor, so to speak, and really diagnose and figure out what if, what if this, what if this, mm -hmm. um, and give them the options and give them the picture to look at so they can decide for them. I'm going to give you suggestions, right? But they're going to decide for them what makes the most sense for them in their individual situation. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that I like about that question is, is it, is it does bring about a level of vulnerability to where we do take a sober look at the market, right? That's right. And I, I do think that it's happening less and less, but it's still happening, you know, but like three months ago, it's like, Hey, you know, my neighbor sold their house for like, you know, a million dollars, you know, and you know, maybe they did, but now the market's different. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you're having to wrestle with that. But when you yeah. ask the question of, you know, what, you know, what happens, what are you going to do if you don't sell? Right. right. That, that brings about a, well, like you said, it's like, well, I'd never even thought about not selling. What do you mean we might not sell? Right. And the reality is, is we can sell any house if we, if we have a sober mindset about the market. Right. And so, you know, I think that that brings about that, um, that ability to, to have an honest conversation. Then, you know, it kind of humbles me as a client, I think, right. To go, okay, well, I never thought about that being a possibility. You're talking like it, it might be possible. And then, you know, it's like, well, you know, right now, you know, that I was on a listing appointment this morning and they're at like 63 days on market on average and 47% of homes are getting relisted. Right. So that means that like half the homes that are going on the market are not selling. That's a perfect time to throw something in there. And then it's like, wow. Okay. Well, you're the expert. Tell me how we're going to get this thing sold then. Cause I, I need to get it sold. That's right. That's the and most it, important. We're there to educate them and share stories, right? And and that's one thing that works really well is that, you know, especially in this market, like you said, well, my neighbor sold for a million 30 days ago. Well, in the real estate market, 30 days is a century, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, especially in this market right now, right? Right. Things are very fluid. And so you really have to be there as a guide for them to help them understand and see things from a different perspective that they probably have not seen it from before, right? We're the ones that can see around the corners. We know the corners, they don't. So that's what we're there to help them guide them through that process. Right. No, I like it. So I was listening to someone the other day and they had this phrase that they use in their listing appointments where at some point they say, um, 
do I have permission to be transparent? Mm-hmm. Or can I have your permission to be transparent? And, you know, that, you know, for them, they said it draws the client in to listen more and it allows you to give the, the details that you maybe not don't really want to give, right? Yep. The, the 60 yep. days on the market, the relisting, the price decreases, et cetera, right? Yeah, allows a space for them to speak into and to feel comfortable and it diffuses things, absolutely. Yeah, and it, and it just allows, and, but it, again, it allows you to be the expert. And I think that, you know, for myself, I've been kind of working that in there and just having this conversation, I'm like, that's a great place to put it after, you know, so what happens if you're not gonna, you know, if you don't sell the home? Well, I don't know, you know, well, do I have permission to be completely transparent with you? That's right. Boom. Now we're locked in. Now they're leaning in. Now they're, they're zoning into, the, in, into it. Um, I love that. So that's great, Jeff. That's right. What are some other, um, what are some, uh, what are some common roadblocks, hiccups, questions, fears that your clients are uh, coming to the table with? or difficulties that, that you're finding in, in winning the listings, if you will, uh, on a regular basis, I guess. I think it's just, especially in this shifted, shifting market, you know, clients are just um, sometimes having trouble understanding why their house is not going to sell for what their neighbor sold for, whether it's 30, 60, 90 days ago. Um, that doesn't make sense to them sometimes right out of the gate. Right. So really helping them understand kind of how it works and, and why it's different now um, than it was 30 or 60 days ago. And of course, you know, um, days on the market has increased and really kind of setting expectations with them about what that looks like and what that potentially could mean for them. You know, especially, you know, if they've got to make a pretty quick move, then we need to be pretty strategic and aggressive with them. So are there any, so we use the term, so we read the uh, book, Flip the Script. Uh, what was that, about a year ago on the team? Something like that. And they talk about flash rolls, right? So do you have a flash roll? So a flash roll is kind of a, a script that you have in your tool belt that when you get one of these common or more typical questions or assumptions that you can just go right into the flash roll and it and it really allows you to to look like the expert to be the expert right so are there any flash rolls that you're using in um in any of these instances you know nothing that i could think of right off the top of my head i just spend a lot of time um when they make a statement or ask a question just throwing it back as a question to them you know tell me more diving in like what does that mean what does that look like for you um, not flash rolls in particular, but really just, you know, using the tools and the verbiage to open up that space for them to just really speak into so we can really understand kind of what we're, what we're dealing with. Okay. And the team speaks for itself, right? I mean, I call them our success team. We've got a phenomenal team that is going to carry them from the onset to the very end. And we've got every resource possibly available to them. And so they're very well taken care of every step along the way. Absolutely. What about the closing process? So you won the listing, you got the contract ratified. How many, are you getting multiple offers? Are they single offers? Like what is your, what, what are things looking like right now? 
I think that we're not seeing as many multiple offers as we were, you know, six, nine months ago um, or so. They're, they're still out there. It is still happening. I'm finding that buyers are a little savvy right now and they are just asking for more, right? They, they realize they have some leverage and they're just, they're asking for seller help with closing costs. They're asking for repairs and, and really um, it's just a kind of a, it flipped, right? It's a little bit of a different world. And so setting sellers up for that and having that conversation proactively um, is really imperative. I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, um, because again, these sellers are probably hearing stories from neighbors that are like, oh, there was no inspection. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, we closed in two weeks. It was cash, you know? And so really kind of setting that expectation up and talking about the market of the moment mm. and what like for them. Mm -hmm. important. So I'm all into the questions right now because you just you're you're leading me, right? You're doing a great job of leading me through this uh, this this episode here. Um, another great question I just thought of is like, who do who do you know that has sold recently, right? Or do you know of any homes or any family members that have sold homes recently as a way to kind of uncover what their expectations might be, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, just another, another little question nugget there, if you will. Um, Absolutely. I, I also think, so this, one of my flash rolls is to say, you know, that there are uh, three parts and there's probably more because I, I was adding a fourth or fifth one, but there, I would say there's three, there's three negotiations in every real estate transaction, right? There is the price, there's the home inspection and there's the appraisal, right? And right. A year ago, that wasn't the case. It was just all about price, you know, because there were, you know, everybody was throwing away the contingencies and you you had some appraisal issues, but by and large, everything was was fairly smooth. Um, that flash roll of, of the three negotiations, I think definitely comes back into play. But what are, you know, any other any any other things that you're seeing in the in the closing process? Like you said, the home inspection appraisals, any, any other difficulties that you're finding and how are you overcoming those? I don't think so. I think those really are the main ones. Um, you know, we've, we've had a few rent backs, uh, recently with some clients and, um, you know, you just have to kind of really hold hands with those and make sure those are on track. Um, you know, so they're out and have the house ready for, you know, the buyer on time. That's really important. Uh, we've seen a few of those, but no, I think you really touched on most of the main things that are kind of coming up right now in this, in this moment. Awesome. So, Kimmy, I know we got to wrap here in one second, but uh, I'm just, uh, one, one thing that I was really hoping you could also just speak to is when, when somebody's feeling like they just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's somebody listening right now that's just saying, man, it's just hard. It's hard. I'm tired. I don't want to get out of bed. I know you went, when you came in, right, you were trying to learn how to, uh, how to do this business going from, you know, being on another team where you weren't doing much to like going, feeling like you were saddled with debt, feeling like the world was coming down over you. How did yeah. you, how did you kind of push through that? And what were you saying in your mind to like create that mental toughness to say, instead of just say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go, you know, work at, you know, 
work for the government and get a nine to five entry level job or whatever and say, you know, I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to grind. I got no, no promise of a paycheck, but I'm just going to keep grinding. I'm going to make this happen to get to uh, where you are now. You know, when you, it's a good question, Chris, when you don't believe in yourself, you got to borrow belief from somebody else. Right. And you were the person that I borrowed belief from. And, um, that's real. That works, right? You got to find somebody, you got to link up with a coach. You got to find somebody to help hold you accountable and be your belief until you can start gaining some momentum with it. And just one step forward. And the one thing I'll say, you know, we kind of talked about this the other day with goals is that, you know, we play to the level of our goals. And if we set small goals, we're going to get small results. You need to set goals that scare you. You need to set goals that you don't think you can achieve. You need to set goals that are going to stretch you. And once you start stretching yourself and you embrace that fear and you embrace that doubt and you embrace that anxiety, you're going to start to see some things shift because that's really where the magic happens. Very cool. Well, Kimmy, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, maybe somebody is uh, doubting themselves. I'll tell you what, one of the things I've loved, we put you in charge of mentoring on, on the team and, uh, you know, I love, you know, I've just talked to a lot of people that you've spoken to that, I mean, they're going now. And so you're, you're imparting your, uh, your belief on them and they're believing, right. You know, and, and it reminds me of that great quote in, uh, in one of my favorite movies, Braveheart, where uh, William the Bruce was talking to his dad and he's like, I want to believe, I want to believe like he believes, you know, and, and uh, I, it just was so powerful. But uh if somebody wants to uh, wants to just chat with you, maybe they need to have some some belief imparted into them or whatever it is. Cami, how can people reach out to you, or or if they want to give you a referral, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, well, I'm on Facebook, just Cami Noble on Facebook, and my telephone number is five seven one six four three two four five nine. Boom! I love it. I love you it. Just have action. You just have to take action. Take action. The belief will come, and borrow. In the meantime. It's that simple. Not easy, but it's that simple. Mm, so good. Cool. Jeff, uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you take us home, brother? Thank you, Cammy. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome stuff, Cammy. Appreciate you as always. Uh, for everyone else, this does conclude another episode of your Uncommon Lunchbox with your host, Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. But before we jump off, go wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, you know where you are. Give us an honest rating, review, comment. Let us know what topics you want covered, what people you want interviewed, or anything else we can do to help you level up. That's what we're here for. And uh, we will be back uh, same time, same place for the live audience, uh, I believe, one more week. Right, Chris, in the in the, in the 2022? Right. Awesome. Week. So we got one more week on the live audio, and then we'll see you after the new year. Until then, continue crushing. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com.